We are back with Pass the Jar. Today we have my friend Corey Pounders on the show. We're talking music, Walker County, and yes, politics for the first time ever on the show. We hope you enjoy it. Pass the Pounders starts now. Welcome back to Pass the Jar. Today's guest is somebody well-thought, well-spoken, well-drinking, but it is Mr. Corey Pounders. Corey, welcome, man. Nice, uh, nice to be here. So uh, tell, the, tell our guests a little bit about you, where you're from, what you like to do, etc. Well, of course, my name is uh, Michael Corey Pounders. I've <clears throat> generally lived in this area pretty much my whole life, uh, except you know little excursions to other states. Um, I've just grew up around here, hung out in Walker County, um, just chilled out, you know. I'm, I don't really don't have that big of a background story, you know. So, I mean, I went to about every elementary school and middle school in this area, but um, that's about it. Nothing too fancy. No, nothing too fancy. So, uh, where'd you go to high school? Like, where'd you graduate? What'd you do after that? Well, I went to uh, Curry High School. Um Shout out to the Yellow Jackets. Maybe they'll actually win a football game. Um, and then I went to Bevel, um, partially until I got kicked out. You know, um, <clears throat> apparently you uh, you have to make good grades. Uh, yeah. So <laughs> after that, uh, I joined the army and uh, then went back to college and you know knocked it out. Um, but that that's about my educational background. Um, Really not, uh, really not too much educational stuff going on for me. Yeah, you, know? uh, you, you kind of tend to care a little more after you screw it up the first time. Yeah, I mean, I really screwed it up the first time. <laughs> I mean, I, I had my moments bad. too, man. There's no shame in it. Well, <clears throat> I had unsound goals. You know, I wanted to be in food. Um, I wanted to, you know, do National Geographics. That's kind of what my goal was. I initially wanted to be a writer. Um. And then you find out that um, maybe you're not good at something, and your fantasies are delusional, you know, um, yeah. which was a big, big part of uh, my life. So, um, you know, when you when you want to be a writer and do psych, you know, psychology, it, this is before I found out about Vice, which if I'd have probably known about the magazine then, I, you know, there probably would have been hope for me. But, yeah. You know, I didn't find out about that until after I joined the Army, so. You have to... It's hard to find your niche when you feel like you're good at something and then you learn you're just kind of mediocre at it. Like, that's the one thing I struggled with the most was like, hey, I know I'd be good at this. And then you get there and like you get into the, the textbook stuff that they're like, this is how it really goes. You're like, I don't know half of the shit I thought I knew about it. Well, that's my daily life. Uh, you know, delusion is the killer of man. I'm. I'm pretty pretty sure about that. Yeah, you know, you, 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 on the outside looking out, you know, like armchair quarterbacks. You know, you know the guys that were good in high school, and now they are, you know, eighty pounds overweight. Uncle Rico's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can throw footballs over the about a quarter mile. You know, but uh, you know, you're seeing that it's like, oh, well, I would have done this. Well, I think that's just another case of human delusion. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, we 
everyone has it. Yeah. You know. So, you were in the Army. Yep, yep. Tell us a little bit about that part of your life. Well, uh, be honest with you, I'll tell you how it really started. Um, <clears throat> I was working at BlackRock uh, with Greg, and a uh, big influence on my life. Love those people. Yeah, they're uh, they're the best. I mean, I really do, I really do love them. They I, I have to credit them with uh, being two of the biggest influences on my life. Um, one day he was like, Corey, uh, you probably need to do something. You know, you can't work here forever. And I said, yeah, you're right. So, um, you know, I tried going to college, didn't work out. Um, you know, applying for different jobs, didn't work out. And, uh, you know, I was just slumming it. You know, I was living in a shed, you know, just hanging out with a bunch of different people. And uh, I said, you know what? I'm going to take a hit of acid and see where it goes. <laughs> so, you know, I did a hit of acid. And then, you know, something was saying, you know, inside of me, you know, I'm, of course, no pink elephants, much to my uh, disappointment. But I did come out with, you know, some, uh, uh, you know, introspection, if that's a word. An um, epiphany. Yeah. Um, so I decided to uh, join the Army. And uh, I joined the Army, and uh, which is, if anybody knows me, um, I'm not an authoritative type. I, I don't like anyone telling me what to do. It's preach brother <laughs> it's, it's just how it is yeah. so but i did i i, I joined i uh, went to uh, fort leonard wood um uh you know in the, for the corps of engineers uh hung out there actually never left fort leonard wood except you know for the random excursion to you know fort raleigh or you know on a funeral detail or something like that and uh overall positive experience you know it was just a good time um which I wouldn't do it again, you know. Yeah. You know, if there was a war kickoff, I'm I'm not going down to do it. But, <laughs> um, it was it was a good time. Um, what did you know, specialize in? Uh, it was uh, twelve Charlie, which is a bridge builder, but they kind of do the same thing as every other engineer uh, in the military. Um, you know, you deal with explosives, um, shooting, all that garbage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, I went and uh, tried out for Sapper School, um, but never went through with it. Uh, did the train ups and all that, and just uh, just try to to be the best soldier boy I could. But you know, <laughs> um, apparently, you know, telling someone to kiss your ass and all that isn't isn't necessarily uh, doesn't make you the best soldier. It might make you a good leader, but does not make you the the best soldier. So after my first enlistment, I decided to go home. Um, Chelsea was my wife was was ready to come home anyway. So, um, anyways, I showed up. You yeah. know, killed uh, killed off that part of me. Uh, the laziness, the um, the misdirected kind of person, and then went directly to college. Uh, did two years of college in a year and uh, got a job and uh, actually got recruited for a company and I went to work at Tesla out in California and just hung out there and for a couple of months and my contract ended there and then I came back here. Now, as much as we have talked before, I don't know if it's the 
being under the influence when we've talked or anything, but you've never mentioned you worked at Tesla. Yep. That, that's yep. that's dope, bro. <laughs> What'd you do over there? Uh, I designed the robotic lines. Really? Uh, for, uh, ma- mainly I dealt with safety for robots, like, so they wouldn't interfere and, you know, kill humans or damage equipment. Uh, it's a program uh, called KUKA Safe is what I worked with, and uh, just just prevented people from getting hurt. Uh, the Model X and the Model S lines is what I was working with. Actually, I saw the Model X when it was like, of course, not in production, but it was, it, it I can't describe it. It looked like just a piece of tin, yeah. you know, just mis- misshapen panels, you know, they're like still the working stuff look. out. Uh, well, it wasn't that bad, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it didn't look like a kid's cartoon, but uh, yeah. it, it, it was still, you know, not what the product is today. But I met a lot of cool people out there. Actually, uh, my one of my big uh, deals in life, um, me and my friend Matt uh, Childers, which he was in the Army with me, um, we were supposed to go and uh, go work at Yellowstone and then go uh, to Wilmette Valley, Oregon, and then work a season there in the wine fields and then um, go to California. But, uh, you know, we both... Uh, didn't make it out there, you know. We uh, went to Sioux Falls, <laughs> South Dakota, and our truck broke down. And uh, we had to take a Greyhound bus back like three days. But anyways, <laughs> anyways, com- coming back out of that, because uh, I don't want to just jump off topic. But um, that was the first time I saw the Pacific Ocean is when I went and worked out there. And I was alone and listened to the shins. I'm sure people know who they are. And uh, <laughs> you see the Pacific Ocean. And it's a big deal, especially for someone who really hasn't left, uh, you know, hasn't ever been past the Rocky Mountains. It's a completely different world, you know, and it's it was very emotional for me seeing it. it. It's crazy how that geographical line, like just right in the middle of the United States, it's two totally different worlds. Like even we went to South Dakota. South Dakota is one of my favorite states ever, and we spent a week, about a week there, and I loved it so. You just going to Denver like that alone was a whole different world from just the South. Yeah, so yeah. I couldn't imagine what it was like to adapt to living over there. It was it was pretty uh, different. Uh, I lived in a mostly Asian community, um, so there was a lot of different Asian food there. Um, I didn't really care for the people, unfortunately. <laughs> uh, the, they were really rude. Um, I know when I first got, probably my first day, I think. Um, I got off the plane and, you know, signed in at Tesla and got all my paperwork straight. And then, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a big tobacco addict, unfortunately. So I was looking for dip because in my delusional mind, I said, you know, they'll have exactly what I need there. And you get there and they don't. So I'm running around, you know, I'm wearing boots and jeans and, you know, um, from somebody not from uh, a rural setting, you look like a cowboy. You yeah. look like some kind of redneck. So I'm 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 going around, and of course my accent. I'm sure you can tell. Uh, I go ask a shopkeeper. Um, hey man, do you got any tobacco? And this dude comes up. So, uh, he's like, Hey man, are you uh, are you are you some kind of cowboy or something? <laughs> and I'm like, What do you mean? What do you mean? He's like, uh, Yeah, like your accent, man. You just sound so crazy. I'm like, no, I'm I'm just trying to get some tobacco. He's like, oh, you put that stuff in your lip? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, of course I do. Well, why are you, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to talk to you. I'm trying to talk to this guy. 
anyways, he, he, he gets up on me, and I about had enough, and uh, I'm like, dude, you know, you know, get the hell out of my way, dude, yeah. or I'm going to mess you up. I've always wondered if uh, people on the West Coast and up North, like, pack lippers like we do down here. Oh, the Midwest does. Definitely. Yeah, dude, sure. that, that's South, but cold. Yeah. You know, it's... I mean, you see that, like, uh, some content creators that are they're into Southern culture, even Aaron Lewis, like, they're from the North, but they love Southern culture. So, but I always wondered, like, New York and California, like, do they throw lippers in like we do down here? Well, I'll be honest with you, the most redneck person I ever met uh, was from Pennsylvania. Really? Yeah. And I thought he was from, like, Mississippi or Georgia <laughs> or something like that, because he talked just like us. I mean, the exact same accent. Anyways, uh, I got to know him, and he's like, no, I'm from western Pennsylvania. And I'm like, you're from where? There's no he's way. Like, I'm like, there's no way. He's <laughs> like, nah, for real. And sure enough, he had a Pennsylvania license plate and ID and all that. And I'm like, where do you develop this accent at? Yeah. Like. Which I've firmly determined now, um, maybe the southern accent isn't, you know, what you think it is. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's not, maybe it's an Appalachian accent. Maybe it's, a, because I've met people from Ohio that have the same mm-hmm. accent we have. Yeah. But it's, then you start, you know, digging into where they're from, and they're from the hills. And if you look at it, like, okay, so if you go down to New Orleans, they ain't talking like us. No. You know, you, you go down to Louisiana, they ain't talking like us. South Mississippi? No. South Georgia? No, you hear a person from South Georgia talking, and they they start talking like this. Can yeah, I get some yeah. thicker lemons? They you got know, that old school Southern accent. Yeah, it's like, whoa, bro, chill out there. That's we went to New Orleans one time, and I was talking to somebody, and like I don't feel like I have like a like a thick Southern accent most of the time. I guess you get a few beers in me, it comes out. But the lady I was talking to, she's like, "So where are you from, baby?" And I was like, well, "I'm from close to Birmingham." She's like, mm-hmm, that's what I thought. <laughs> like this big old, just good cooking barbecue woman. She was like, mm-hmm. I was like, so how do you know like what Birmingham sounds like? And she was like, because I see it a lot. I'm like, well, that's understandable, but how can you pick out Birmingham? I'm like, what if I said I'm from Mobile or Montgomery? What would you have said? She's like, oh, that's a whole different sound, baby. We sound like <laughs> weed eaters. Yeah. <laughs> Turned up weed eaters. Especially me. I mean, I sound like garbage. Like, it's not a good accent. Get a few beers in me, and I think the cowboy comes out. Tarnations. So, uh, did you ever meet Elon? Did you ever get to see Elon? No, I was not important enough to uh, be in uh, the God Emperor's favor. <laughs> that man's, he, he's one of a kind. Uh, but that's pretty dope, man. I never knew that about you. Yeah. As much as we've talked and hung out, never knew you worked at Tesla. Like That's still something to kind of be proud of. Yeah, I'm... I'm, I'm... I don't know if I'm proud of it, but it was definitely cool to be there on pretty close to the ground floor. I mean, I really do think <clears throat> that electric cars are going to be the future. Um, especially, well, I think Tesla will be the future. Not Maybe not electric cars, uh, for instance, but of course we'll always move past, you know. Something like that. But Tesla, um, they've got some cool technology. I mean, for instance, like the Powerwall and their battery technology is really cool. Um, Musk owns a, a company called Solar City to where they can uh, basically shingle your whole roof with uh, solar panels, little mini solar panels. And uh, 
pretty much take you off the grid. I mean, <laughs> in, in all honesty, I mean, you can get a Powerwall for like $10,000. Yeah. But once you add, you know, you buy the Powerwall, um, you put the shingles on your house. And, you know, and this is just based on me. I mean, my Powerbill runs about $300. Um, so <laughs> I don't, uh, I don't feel for you. So I mean, if you, it would be something that would be advantageous to me, you know, yeah. three hundred times twelve, and then you know, in, in a few years you have that thing paid off. Yeah. You know? And but yeah, I mean, Tesla is, uh, is a I wild thought, joint. I thought I was moving off the grid when we moved up to Thatch, and man, I did not realize that was such a heavily trafficked area. But whatever. Um, but anyway, that's pretty cool you worked over there. How different was it living in California compared to here? Completely different. Uh, the food is not good. Um, I know what people talk about with the stereotype that white people don't know how to use uh, seasoning. <laughs> uh, because they definitely do not know how to use seasoning out there. Um, I ate at a few you know, regular restaurants, and then I found a, a taqueria that was there. And... Uh, I pretty much ate there about four times a week because they actually had seasoned food. Um, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Northern California is very different from here. Um, I've never been to a place that didn't have humidity. I never went to a place to where you could wear any kind of clothing that you would want and still be comfortable. It's it's almost like being in an air-conditioned building. I mean, it, it's it's wild. I mean, what if you were and just didn't know it? Ooh, that is yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, if the world's flat, then I guess it's a possibility that yeah. we could all be in these little domed areas, you know, get an exactly. airplane and just fly over. They open up the, the dome and you just fly right on in and they you're, close it. You're unknowingly entering that ecosystem. Well, according to Elon Musk, you know, uh, we uh, we live in a computer simulation, so I guess I can do anything they want. That man's crazy. Uh, he's a genius, but <laughs> he's crazy. Um, you have to be crazy to be a genius. It's yeah. That's, hey, that's true, bro. That's very true. Can you so name me one that wasn't? No, not really. <laughs> me either. Not you off the top of my head. But the food over there, uh, it's weird because you see the South getting so much praise for food, and we watch some of these cooking shows, and they're all out on the West Coast. So it's weird that you're talking like, oh yeah, the food actually sucked. Well, the me- well, and I want to clarify, okay? Uh, the Mexican food did not suck. Oh, Mexican yeah. food was uh, amazing, um, which I've actually found out that uh, Mexican food is just different across the board, uh, depending where you go in America, and depending on what you grew up on is uh, is what you like. Uh, I mean, I've had you know. Tex-Mex and, you know, food in California, and there's a cool spot in Birmingham for those that want to go. Um, don't uh, gringo it up for me. Um, it's called Gordo's. Uh, I'll let you find out where it's at, but <laughs> it's one of the best places I've ever ate at uh, in terms of uh, street food. Yeah. Uh, just just an amazing place. I mean, we're talking tacos, barbacoa, the whole taco de lingua, the whole, the whole deal. Just, just. Amazing. That's where a lot of people that, like, I'm not trying to act like I know everything about food and I'm some kind of connoisseur, but the a lot of people get it mixed up, uh, Mexican and Tex-Mex. They're like, oh yeah, let's go eat some Mexican, but you're actually eating Tex-Mex. 
Yeah, generally it's the stuff we eat around here is Tex-Mex, yeah. uh, which I'm fine with. I mean, they're... Still good. Think about <laughs> it. I mean, it's good. Uh, and I'm not a food snob. I am a food snob. Let me, re- you know. I, 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 but but everything has a place. Yeah. And Tex-Mex is good. Just because it isn't authentic doesn't make it any less good. I mean, if you wanted to go eat authentic food, there's plenty of places to go eat it. But, I mean, Tex-Mex, I mean, it's... It is what it is. It's a product of its environment, you know, just like everywhere else. I mean, it was built out of necessity. Yeah. You know, I mean, do you, do you would you, you know, get a turnip and eat that? I wouldn't, <laughs> but somebody did, and now I love it, Yeah. you know. So, with that, we'll transition into uh, the next topic is the growth of Walker County. We, uh, we actually have some pretty dope Mexican restaurants. We have some pretty dope restaurants all around these days. Yeah, and... Uh, it, it it was surprising. Uh, when I left uh, in 2011, uh, there was that one restaurant, for real, uh, and I'm not saying that there weren't others, but there was one good restaurant, Yeah. and that was Black Rock, of course. And uh, when I came back, you know, you started having uh, millennials, as much as we get pissed on about everything. It's not uh, actually us. We're not the problem. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh, but they started building back here, you know. And uh, they started getting a lot of cool places. Actually, our immigrants um, from Mexico and Guatemala have brought a lot of cool places in um, that you wouldn't think about and maybe a, a bit nervous to go into because it is a bit intimidating to go to. Yeah. Um. There's a grocery store right beside uh, the ABC store that I recommend to anyone who wants some cool uh, Latin-based ingredients. Uh, They also have a butcher shop, so you can get like homemade chorizo and uh, all that. But anyways, back to Jasper. Um, It has grown tremendously. Uh, You know, I mean, it grew from a hick town to so you know a little less than a hick town, (laughs) and you know I couldn't imagine. Walking around Jasper, downtown, drinking a beer, and not getting clubbed by the cops. I mean, that's that's next level. We beat Birmingham to that. Yeah. And the people in Jasper are weirdos. Naturally weird. You gotta think. I mean, we had to develop our own scenes around here. I mean, you, and there's some interesting people. I'm not gonna say who they are. But if you go downtown, go to the breweries, go to the restaurants... You're going to see these people. And and they're just interesting. Like, you, you, you see freaks, weirdos. There was a, a memorial service that I went to, and I'm not going to plug, you know, any names. But um, where else in the world can you go, hear the southern accent in a small town, drink beer on the street, and have fire breathers breathing fire in the middle of the street? <laughs> You're not. You, you can't do that anywhere else. You, yeah. you can't do it. It's not happening anywhere else. Not in the South, at least. Not not in this part of the South. You know, maybe Asheville. Yeah. But I mean, this ain't Asheville. We uh, we we're unique, and I think our generation, us millennials, as people like to call it, even though it's the what Gen Zers that are their problems these days. There is no problems. They've been saying that the next generation's <laughs> always been a problem. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you got World War Two, 
you know, think about that. And then you come down and the boomers are the problem. The boomers are the hippies. Think yeah. about that. If, you know, I mean, you know. And now, you know, it, it was crazy that they wanted peace and love and all this, <laughs> you know, you know, uh, racial equality. And all of a sudden, they zipped that up real quick, didn't they? Yeah. But, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's very... Uh, it's very crazy for us to get blamed with everything, considering yeah. that, I mean, we've been in a constant state of war our whole existence. Exactly. I mean, uh, we had two economic collapses, a global virus. Uh, currently happening. <laughs> yeah, currently, currently. And, um, you know. It's 2020, and we're talking about racism. We'll talk on that later, but... But Jasper is a unique place. I I wanted to raise my kids here when I decided to stay here after I got married, and the growth that it's taken since then, since that point, is unreal because it gives us a place to go hang out with people that have come up with these ideas for these restaurants and these breweries that we call friends and neighbors. Absolutely, absolutely, it is. It's amazing. Uh, I know it's been, it's been helpful for a lot of people, um, to go to a place that you feel like you're a part of a community, you know, and before there, there wasn't anything like that to my knowledge. I mean, you would go sit in sheds or, you know, hang out in someone's backyard and now you have people that are trying to make a positive impact on our community and you almost call them family. Um, yeah. I go to Twisted Barley uh, quite often, and that place is like going into my own living room. You know, I see people um, every time I go that I know, and I I greatly enjoy their company. And actually, it's probably been one of the best places in the world for my dad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He, you know, I see your dad in there, there more than I see you. <laughs> well. I'm glad. I'm glad because you know, you know, you get older, and then you're like, you know, what am I going to do with my life? I'm bored. There's no people around. And I took him there. You know, he he was in a in a. He, I'm not a dark place. I mean, I'm not saying you know he's yeah. jumping off a cliff or nothing, but you know, he 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 was married and then went to a divorce, and you know was hanging out with me a lot. And I was <laughs> like, Dad, I mean. I love hanging out with you. You're my father, but you need to be around some other people that are like, you know, your age. Yeah. So I had a idea. I'm going to take him down here, and there's a an awesome gentleman there, uh, which I love with my whole heart. I often call him my uh, stepfather uh, <laughs> that my dad's married to, and uh, his name's Wes. And Wes. you know, him and Wes just started talking, and uh, they're BFFs now. Yeah. Like it's crazy. Like. So I, me and Mason, the owner of Twisted, talk all the time about, you know, uh, when are my dad and Wes going to get married <laughs> so, and make it official. But uh, I, I truly love them. And uh, everyone there um, makes you feel like home. Yeah. That's, I love, like, I love Tallulah's bar, uh, beer. You know, I'm not trying to, like, single out anybody. But no, Twisted, no, Twisted Barley is, it, it created an environment for my wife and I to where we were with our friends. And comfortable, and it wasn't like we had to get shit housed <laughs> to you know try to feel like we fit in. Right, right. And you know we went in there before they even opened to hang out with some of our friends, and I knew when 
even during the construction process and everything, like, this place is going to be special to Jasper. Mm-hmm. And both breweries are. It gives it gives people our age a good place to go, where it's you don't hear the same cover band every week. You don't have to worry about your liquor being watered down because Mason and the guys at Tallulah make quality beer. Yeah, and definitely a good environment for like us and all of our friends to hang out because we see each other there quite a bit. And even like Wes and your dad, like they're good people. I love talking to them, and they. They're never assholes to anybody. No, and my and and that's the thing. I mean that, and that's generally that's a part of Southern society is you want to be as welcoming as possible, you know. And I've never felt at either brewery, at either brewery, like anyone was an asshole. You know, I never felt like I didn't belong at either of the places. You know, Um, I love both both places. Uh, The apricot. Blonde, I believe, is what it is. I haven't at Tallulah. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Love so it. And you um, got blueberry tarts at Twisted Barley. Well, you know, I'm I'm a You're, vanilla Joe kind yeah. of guy, you know. But I mean, I go in, and when I say I pound a vanilla Joe, I mean I take one to the dome. Like yeah. I just drink it. <laughs> like I was a marathon runner and uh <clears throat> taking down a thing of water, you know. And uh, I love both places. Um, I just fell into Twisted Barley more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a place that I, I became pretty good friends with Mason, and I love him and Courtney dearly. Yeah. And, I mean. Mason and Courtney are real good friends of the podcast. Uh, we Mason was actually the second person in the world, other than my wife, obviously, to know about the podcast. And he knew it about a year before it actually happened. And I remember we were talking, and. He's like, so this new project you have coming up, is it the, the podcast? And I was like, yeah. He's like, I've been waiting on it. So that's why he's also the first guest. He's very important to us. Mason and Courtney are huge in our lives. Like, they give us good beer, a good place to go. And same for the people at Tallulah. It's just our generation has something that Jasper never had. And that's a community. Yeah, like a full-blown for sure. community. Because... You may see two or three of us walk in together, but at the same time, we're still probably going to talk to 20 other people throughout the night because we're all friends and we we don't hate each other. I mean, I could I could sit here and shout out people at Jasper yeah, all day. Definitely. Uh, you know, we get, we do get a bad rap down here and in uh, Jasper um, especially that, you know, we're, you know, you, you hear the whole thing, oh, we're nothing but a bunch of rednecks and... Um, you know, like you just just the stereotypical garbage yeah. that you hear. But I've never you know, and this is this is because I'm an insider, but I, I've never felt like anybody's ever been turned away. Especially now. I mean, I, I'm sure back in the day, yeah, but I mean I've seen all kind of people down there, you know, like every aspect of life down at, at the breweries and it's it's amazing. Like I've seen some wild shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like I said, you know, where else can you go and see a fire breather and walk around? And then you've got, uh, uh, you know, just some interesting cats and, you know, I'm not going to, you know, you know, bleed out all the stories. You should go down there and find out for yourself. And it's anybody. I mean, black, white, anyone, we, I, nobody cares down there. As long as you're a cool cat and you want to have a good time, that's the place to go. The breweries. We go. We get portrayed as like a very prejudiced type of people here in Jasper. 
And what a lot of people don't understand is us younger people, we are very open and all for equality for everybody. And that's what I also feel like we get a bad rap. That's why people like probably don't come from Birmingham or Tuscaloosa where that diversity is like huge. So if you ever listen to this and you're from Tuscaloosa or Birmingham, come to Jasper to find out we're all not racist, homophobic rednecks. Like, I mean, well, there are some. You're going to run into them. I mean, but you're going to run Alabama. that anywhere. You you're, know? Yeah, it's I everywhere. Mean, but uh, you got to let the positives outweigh the negatives. I yeah. mean, you know, if you're an asshole, I'm going to treat you like an asshole. But if you're a cool cat, you know, we can have all kind of... All kind of fun, you know? Yeah. I mean, discussions about anything you want to do, you know? I mean, I'm not against going to get a bottle of liquor and, you know, hanging out after, you know, we leave the brewery, you know? I mean, that's just how it is, but... One of the worst things I ever did was sit and get to a, a religious... I'm not going to name drop them, but I got into, like, a religious political debate with them. And next thing you know, I looked at my bottle of Jim Beam, and it was empty. And then I looked at my wife, I said, uh-oh. <laughs> and the next night, she was just, or the next day after events that took place, she just looked at me like with this like hateful look and was like, I love you. And I was like, yeah, no, you don't right now. <laughs> I've been there. I've been there <laughs> yeah. too many times. Yeah, but that's, that's, a, that's a testament to the community of people our ages. We all hang out. We all talk. We don't hate each other, like I said, and... That's something that the breweries and all these good restaurants have brought to Jasper's, especially with our age group, is just that that safe place to go without having to drive 45 minutes down 22. Yeah, and I'll be honest with you, uh, there for a while when I first got back, I did not come to Jasper. Um, I mean, I, we, we bought a house in Cordova, and uh, I'm not going to say I was, you know, negative towards Jasper, but I grew up here, okay? Yeah. I know how the people are, you know, or or how I thought they were, which, you know, assuming makes an ass out of you and me, you know, <laughs> yeah. so, uh, I, I did not, um, I did not come to Jasper, I, I, I purposely went to Birmingham, um, and I love Birmingham, I think they have amazing restaurants, I think they have an amazing nightlife, but, you never feel warm there. Yeah. Um, especially, you know, you, you can't just walk up to somebody and have a conversation, you know. And everybody, of course, it's a city, a big city, you know. You get standoffish. Yeah. You, know? you, you try to be nice to people and then they treat you like, you know, <laughs> what, well, what the hell are you doing? You yeah. Know? That's, are you crazy? Are you out of your damn mind? One of, one of my friends that was on a previous episode, Ricky, he lives uh, in downtown Birmingham right now. And we talked about how that 35 to 40 mile difference is, it might as well be three or 4,000 miles because it's totally different cultures and everybody is different. Yep. I work in Birmingham and people are different, but I've, I've walked into breweries down in downtown Birmingham. I've walked into bars and I've just taken a drink, like you said, to the dome just because I felt so uncomfortable in there. Yeah, you have to. Um, it's it's a different world, and I used to have this uh, little, I guess, little saying though. Uh, when you know, I'm from the county area, Winston County line. Um, which, if you don't, if you don't know what that is, um, it's the <laughs> middle of nowhere. Yeah, lived there for two years. <laughs> I mean, it, it's literally. Um, 
place of nothingness. You know, it's the woods. But um, <laughs> my wife, which I make fun of her all about, uh, all the time about it. Uh, Jasper School, whatever you want to call it, Walker High School is what it should be called. Yeah. But you know, preach, come on. But you know, yeah. you love, know, love everybody. But the times are changing, I guess. Yeah. Um, but she went to uh, a place called Walker High School, and I never noticed it before. But they have a different accent. But only when they're around each other. <laughs> I like it's almost like a valley girl type accent. Of course, it's still got the southern twang. You know that. You know that that yeah. that up uh, uh, at <laughs> the end of everything. But they have a different accent, and I always wondered who developed that. Like, right. who said this is the way we're talking? <laughs> yeah. But the reason I get into that is because Birmingham has that same accent. Yeah. It's almost like a forced. Uh, Force proper. Please don't, please don't tell anyone I'm from the South. Yeah, but you can still hear it. You know. Now I'm gonna have to listen to Brittany talk because she went to Walker. Well, what? She might not do it though around you, just exclusively you. But no, wait heard... till she gets around some other people, like che- like Chelsea. She gets around yeah. him. I'm not gonna say who it is, but <laughs> but she gets around him, and then all of a sudden, like the accent changes. Like it, instead of sounding like molasses rolling over, you know. Yeah. You know, rolling over a biscuit, it, it it's like I don't know, man. It's just the wildest shit I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> I from I from time to time give Brittany like trash, like because of her uh, customer service voice at where she works. Okay, that's what I'm talking like, about. It is. I was it, like, you said I if I <laughs> the first time I heard that I did not know that was you. Yeah, and she was like, oh, that's me. She's like, that's my customer service voice. I was like, so where are you covering up? Why are you covering your normal voice up? She's like, it's just so people can understand me. Like, okay. And then, so, now I'm going to be listening out for that Walker Dude, High School I'm accent. telling you, there is one. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm like, bro, you live in Curry. You go to Walker. How do you transition that accent? You know, it's, it. it's, 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 if you're not from here, it's, of course you can hear my nasty accent because I can't change it. It's yeah. just the way it is, you know. But you were to hear this. It's 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 very uh picture a northerner but uh still with the southern accent. Maybe that might, might do that. See I live I live with people from the outside of the South and just being around all those different cultures and everything, it kinda phased that because I used to have like this huge thick southern accent and spent time with them and I came home, my parents were like, why are you talking like that? I was like, why am I talking like what? Uh, this is, I haven't changed anything. Like, yeah, you've changed. But like I said, you get a few beers in me and this. Or I'll meet you down at Jack's and we'll go to Green <laughs> yeah. Top right after. But yeah, it's, it's normal. It's just, I guess it's just like I tried to be more clear and yeah. articulate with the way I talk because some people is not going to understand a thick Southern accent. I think it's fine. You know, uh, they don't change their accent to understand us. No. You know. How now, brown cow? You know, I mean, I'm not switching my accent up. I actually got told one time, you know, uh, if you're going to go to university, um, you're going to need to change the way you talk. <laughs> and I said, uh, nah. You know, so people would take you more serious because they find the southern accent um, ignorant. Yeah. I said, well, isn't that funny that they would say it's ignorant because it's very ignorant to think that. The way people talk dictate how intelligent they are. Exactly. That's church, man. 
So is there a is there anything you would do to add to the way Walker County is growing? Um, <clears throat> there would be, but I mean, it's mainly idealism, you know. I mean, we what what can I really say as a person who isn't a business owner and um only has you know idealistic dreams about how things should be? Yeah. Um. I wish there was a place for music. I wish there was a pub. Um, I know we've spoken about one thing we wish we had for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Honky tonk. <laughs> you need one. And, you know, when I say honky tonk, I mean, you know, I'm not just saying, you know, boot scooting boogie type crap, yeah. you know. I mean, you need a place that's like a... Give me the greenhorn back, baby. The Greenhorn actually was my first legal alcoholic beverage <laughs> at uh, January 22nd at 12.01 a.m. Mine was at O'Malley's. I never stepped foot in that place. Man. Never. I love O'Malley's. I miss it. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. But anyway. Went up in flames. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Literally. So, what the pub, I would love a pub. Like a legit, like... Irish themed or Irish style pub. Yeah. Where it's like Guinness and fattening foods. I say fish four, and chips. And I always thought about this. And you know, and I, and I often think about things and sometimes, you know, just not in the cards, but a pub that has maybe four beers on draft, um, five, you know, five, six different kinds of canned beer and uh, straight liquor yeah. up top. Okay. Um, but what I've often thought about is because we have obviously different economic classes in in the area. You know, not a, not everyone has money, um, but they have something to bring to the table. Yeah. Know? And I often thought about you know people are pushed out, almost off putting. Like I remember when. <sighs> When I was younger and I worked at an establishment, um, <laughs> which I've previously mentioned, but that people, and, and it's not that they were dumb, but they were ignorant. They thought that the place cost a lot of money, but it didn't. Yeah. They would, and, and I almost feel like they felt intimidated at times. Um, their own self-intimidation, not that, you know, the owners or anything were ever intimidating because they were good as gold i mean they they took me on and mentored me through when i obviously never deserved it yeah. but everybody's um, heard them talk so they know what kind of i love good, them good people they i love are. them but these are outsiders you know they're like oh i can't you know i'm not i don't belong there you know there's a mercedes parked out front yeah it's like bro but now everybody goes there it's crazy but i want a place uh to where a person who has $10 to his name can go in and spend $4 and have a good time. Yeah. You know, like a bush lot or a bush and on, a tomato sandwich, you know, but still feel like he is there. He can do, he can have a good time, you know. Yeah. And then he could be sitting next to a person that can be having a steak and a bourbon. And then they could be sitting next to, you know, some hipster doofus, you know. Eating avocado toast and his vegan wrap and Michelob Ultra. Yeah, and that <laughs> that you know, as crazy as that sounds, that is Jasper. Yeah, that's 
But I want it to where it can be afforded across the board. Agreed. Because um, I'll be honest with you. Um, I'm a bologna sandwich in a bush light kind of guy most of the time. You know, I love craft beer and drinking fine, you know, bourbons and liquors and all that. But uh, when I'm at home, I mean, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll be honest with you. I, I'm a bush heavy guy and... Uh, I'm definitely not above bologna. The most, the most underrated combination that people don't give credit for, which I love, other people may not, is a Lunchable and a Natty Light. I never really thought about it. Bro. Mean, I've, <laughs> I've had both. but I know. mean, you want to talk about the meshing of generations. Yeah. Um, Only thing I'm missing is some Dunkaroos. I love, dun- I love Dunkaroos. I don't know <laughs> if they're still around. They're but. coming back. Now you're I'm going to pack on like 25 pounds real quick. I'm not going to pack on any weight. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm losing weight currently. I, so. Hey, insanity and the gym are crushing it for me right now. Uh, jiu-jitsu and just eating uh, really light. Um, I, I recently switched jobs, so I've been completely changed my career field. So I've yeah. been walking around a lot. Um, so I, I've lost, I don't know, maybe 30, 40 pounds yeah. since December. Just, just shredding it. And I feel good. You feel and better when you're healthy. That's how I feel anyway. Well, you know, I I am healthy, but I have not switched off things that I like. Yeah. And I think that's a big uh, stumbling block for some people. Like, they they think that they all they can eat salads and all this garbage. I ain't switched nothing up. Okay, I'm drinking on the weekends. Yeah. I'm eating what I want to eat. The whole deal is... I just don't eat as much of it. Yeah. Okay. Instead of eating a half a pizza, I eat two pieces. I get such a funny look when I'm like, yeah, I don't I don't drink soft drinks. And they're like, oh, that's good. I was like, but I drink the hell out of some sweet tea. And they're like, oh. I was like, but I still drink water, too. I mean, I get my gallon of water a day, but yeah. still. Uh, I don't, I'll be honest with you, and this is going to be a strike on my Southern card. Um, oh, don't say it. Don't say it. I don't drink a lot of tea. Oh, don't say I it. I don't think about it. To be honest, unless it's brought to me, like, you yeah. know, if we're at, like, you know, my wife's parents' house or something like that, I just don't think about it. <sighs> my heart's broken. I just don't. I mean, it's not something I think about. I thought I loved you, Corey Pounders. I'd rather have beer. Yeah. I, well, I feel you on that. Like, you know, I mean, that's just that's just Personal me. preference. Yeah. Yeah. I mean. But back to Walker County just for a second. I know uh, I, I keep this, like, idea under wraps because I always say if I had that. That one or the one or two investors, I was like, I'd have something that would change the game in Walker County. Yeah, I don't. I keep it real private. You know, I don't talk about it because it's like such a good idea, and I know Walker County needs it. But there's other things that we could do, like you said, open a pub, uh, bring back the green <laughs> one. Well, uh, a, a lot of people don't know, but I'm on the um, economic and industrial board at Cordova. Which is a daunting task because the city was completely destroyed. Yeah. Um, but they have uh, good leadership and people that really care about their community. So I think eventually there there will be something there. It has all the potential. Jasper has all the potential. Uh, I mean, you look at people in Alabaster. That's just as far out from Birmingham as Jasper is. Yeah. Jasper <clears throat> literally is sitting in on the route between the largest shipping hub in the southeast and Birmingham. Yeah. 
Which, being Memphis, if yeah. you're not from around here. Um, we, now we have a direct shot to Memphis by way of 22. Yeah, it's a three-hour drive. Yeah. So Jasper is in the metro area of Birmingham. It's a suburb. But there's there's something that just isn't clicking. I don't know what it is. That there's no reason it shouldn't. I mean, we, we're so close to Smith Lake. If you go to Smith Lake, you see all these houses. There's money, obviously, flowing around this community. Yeah. And when I'm saying money, uh, I mean money. Like, some somebody's got money, and it ain't me. Money, money. Like, I've got a multi-million dollar lake house, and uh, I'm there. Two days a week. Two days, yeah. Like, so somebody's spending money here. Yeah. But my question is, is on the growth um, of the community. Uh, I, I, I just don't understand why someone somewhere like Vance can, can explode, or, you know, Coleman... I mean, when I was a kid, Coleman said nothing. <laughs> I wouldn't. You say we're going to Coleman, and I'd have said, "Why? Might like, as well just stay home." Jesus Christ! I mean, what, what do you want to do? Go go to a Klan rally or something? You know. Uh, but but now you go to Coleman, it's like, what, what what is this? You're in the middle of nowhere. But it's a nice place. It's still not a cultural hub, but no, they've no, grown, like means. they've grown. Yeah, I, yeah, I get what you're saying though. But. Jasper should equally be that. I mean, we're on an interstate. Um, we, I, I, I don't know why we're not growing. I mean, I guess that's the question. I feel like, here's my problem with Jasper. Like I, I always say, I try to be positive on this podcast. But with Jasper, I feel like people want more big box and big chains than they want to see their neighbors succeed. And I can agree Uh you don't with, you, with you there. You would rather go pay ten bucks for chicken Alfredo at an Olive Garden than go to Johnny Brusco's and get the Bronx Bomber, which is badass, locally owned business for twelve dollars. Yeah, uh, and that is my look. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, Olive Garden ain't fancy. Look, that ain't a place you want to go on your anniversary. No, okay. You know, I mean, it just it just isn't. But in, Google horror stories about Olive Garden and holler at us. <laughs> just go to Olive Garden if you want a horror story. Oh, that too. The place sucks. Yeah. It's not good. I mean, you're eating a microwave dinner. I don't know what to tell you, but that's what it is. Yeah. You know, I mean, the problem is, is, is exactly what you said. People would rather spend $10 and get a, a shit microwave meal than spend an extra $2 and get something that you can literally watch the guy make. Yeah, it, it's it, it's it's mind blowing, and and you know that's an American problem. I mean, we we've we've let Walmart come in and push out small business, and what is Walmart doing? Nothing. They're the company store. We get their tax dollars. And that's yeah, about that. It. Yeah, but I mean, other, other than that, there's no there's no and and that's what I was about to say. They are not contributing anything to the culture of the area. Yeah, they're. That that money goes back to the Walton family. Okay, yeah. it's not it's not going to you know uh, John Smith that lives down the street. Okay, it's going straight to Scottsdale, Arizona. Scottsdale or uh, no, it's Arkansas. Arkan- is it yeah, Arkansas? Yeah, it's okay. Arkansas. Uh, sorry for the good people of Arkansas. I just <laughs> don't know where it's at. In I know it is from Arkansas. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 wild to to think that. I mean, Walmart and 
larger corporations came in and then literally shut shut down any small business. I mean, yeah. and it's just now where people are turning away from that, which I think is a good thing. I mean, we need to build our communities up. I mean, our grandparents and our parents sold sold culture and you know small town economics out for convenience yeah which is a problem for me uh i would rather pay three dollars extra um than ever give my money to olive garden well see what here's my thing when i was in high school and going to like youth group things at church or whatever it was we would get called like the microwave generation because we wanted things now and we wanted like the convenience of it. And now that I'm older, I kind of take offense to that because I don't want convenience. I would rather see my friend, people I call neighbors and friends build up these businesses slowly and painfully and succeed rather than throw a, like we're getting an apple piece over here by Walmart. Like you're coming in and you're gonna throw this up and you're gonna be packed for like two months solid. What's gonna happen after those two months? Well, people are gonna say your food's shit. I'm going to Black Rock or Los Reyes. Oh yeah, or Johnny I was. I know what's gonna happen. Yeah, look at Popeyes, bro. Popeyes. Popeyes was out the door for months here. Okay, you go by there right now. You're gonna be the only car in line. And and here it's I, shit food. I kind of attributed that too. Is the Social media, we'll touch on that. Oh, right. yeah, the hop, yeah. Jesus Christ. You were getting a Popeye's, and you're getting this chicken sandwich that's supposedly better than Chick-fil-A, which you don't touch the Lord's chicken, in my opinion, because... You know, it, it might be the Lord's chicken. It is good. It's it's great. It is it is good. But, it is a good chicken. But I don't one, necessarily agree with their politics, but <laughs> they do have some good chicken, you know. But so. one, one, like, social media post uh, about the way Popeye's was being handled killed their business oh you're talking about the, the whole rotten chicken yeah wash it off yeah wash it off yeah i heard about that but you, you can only you, you, take you can only grain of, grain of salt because uh when we had some protests that happened recently uh here and, you know in spite of the whole uh situation our country's dealing with uh with racial equality but uh, they there was a social media post saying that <laughs> there were protesters like I, I heard hundreds of protesters and then that they were throwing bricks off the interstate yeah the cops came back and said yeah that's not that's not true at all yeah there's nobody doing this so it, that's it's, it's just bullshit lies i mean people start lies just to just to get people's goats you know i mean that's just that's just how it is before before we transition into this I want to say, uh, this will be our closing topic. Corey loves Walker County. I love Walker County. We love Jasper. We want to see it grow. We hate the convenient big box stores because most of our friends are small business owners. But with that being said, the, this is a new season of Pass the Jar, and things are different these days from when we first started recording. The political climate is a little different. I want to touch on it positively a little more than I used to. Um, I hate politics. Anybody that knows me knows I hate politics. But, Corey, uh, with everything going on, man, uh, just shed some light on it, like, from your point of view. 
Well, I mean, <clears throat> ever since I was uh, a child, I've heard the, a lot of ignorant garbage. Um, very, uh, very racist garbage, if, if I'm not say to be honest. I had an uncle who, uh, I won't name his name, of course, because I'm not, not going to name drop. But yeah. he uh, did some things and was part of an organization that I do not like um don't agree with i think they're the way they think's ignorant uh we beat their asses in world war ii so why would i why would, I, why would you ever want to be part of a losing organization you yeah know? but that being said if we're going to be ignorant to the fact that there is some sort of issue We we need to do some deep self reflection. Um, it's a it's a very strange strange time. I know that, <clears throat> and I often hear that you know you know African Americans haven't been slaves and you know since what eighteen sixty five since the Emancipation Proclamation. When does that June? I forget the day, but in June. Yeah. So th- this month, which is fitting. Yeah. Juneteenth. Um, Juneteenth, yeah. I know it's a tenth, but, yeah. <laughs> you know. But that's not technically true. Um, I actually watched a Dave Chappelle special last night uh, talking about the exact issue um, that's going on. And his great-grandfather was a slave. And if you really think about it... Um, Jim Crow didn't end that too long ago. I mean, my mother was born two years after, basically, you know, integration started. I mean, there's people in our lifetime now that integration, um, they they lived it. Yeah. You know, they they got to see all of it. I mean, you know, there's there there's African Americans now that still had to they're alive now. They had to drink at a at a separate water fountain. Um, you know, I mean, you, I'm not going to go throughout the story. If you want to read a book, go read a book, yeah. you know, but I mean, to ignore the facts, to say that, you know, they're not, uh, that to say that they're treated fairly, I mean, a bit of a lie. I mean, maybe Absolutely. not a lie, but, um. A bit naive, maybe, or or extremely naive. I mean, there's there's no look. People ain't writing songs and stuff about how bad the they're getting the shit kicked out of them by the police just yeah. to fucking write a write a song here. Yeah. Okay, you know, I mean, that that's just not the way it is. I mean, and they're American citizens. These are people that fought in wars. Uh, these are people I served with, and. It, it you know it, it kind of it bothers me you know i don't i don't like that I don't, I don't play that shit you know a human's a human and if we're in america we're supposed to all be not equal in terms of um our economic class because that's 
you know, another story. But we're we're all supposed to be afforded the same rights. Yeah. And the same privilege of being an uh, an American, you know. And the fact that people are treated differently based on their skin color is is it's pretty ridiculous. I mean, I just. I don't like it, you know. I mean, I I don't really know. There, there's not a real strong way to feel about it uh, that I can really say how I feel because I just couldn't do it myself. Yeah, you know, I, I I'd never want anybody. I never want anybody to say that that I treated someone negatively based on their skin color. Which I like anybody. Like I said earlier in the podcast, if you're if you're an asshole, I'm gonna treat you like an asshole. But <laughs> yeah. but um, generally, no one no one's an asshole. Why would I Why would I ever want to deny someone the right to to live or have the same justice that I'm afforded? Because if you look at it statistically, say what you will, yeah, uh, you know, if you look at numbers, you know, it seems like just just strictly numbers and i'm not saying it 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 looks like you know and, and facts get distorted because if you don't believe in uh uh percentages or statistics it's easy to say oh wow yeah there are more african americans that get in trouble than than you know white people <laughs> white, white people but yeah. when you look at the uh at what they have to go through i mean jesus christ flint michigan still ain't got you know water but if you break it down into percentages, um, it's, it's 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 astronomically different. But yeah. where the percentages percentages get uh, skewed is they're still technically considered a minority, on demographically speaking. Yeah, thirteen percent of the population. Yeah, so their percentages count more for than what our ours count for. Right. And Which that's is skewed. Where, that's exactly that's where a lot of people get messed up. And I went to a culturally diverse high school. Yeah. These people that I grew to love as human beings, the pain that they feel, that they have been feeling, seeing people of their color being treated different than them, it's always hurt me, and it it released things now because I guess I've evolved as a person. Um, my, my own person it really really stings now because I see these people that I talk to on a daily basis that I care about fear for their lives if they get pulled over at a traffic stop and no I, I believe not all cops are bad um, like the F the police like I'm not down with that like I'm down with F the bad police the bad cops the bad guys the guys that shouldn't be wearing a, bra- a badge to protect our rights and protect us as citizens. And I get where they're coming from. And I just, I, like, I want to listen to them and know exactly what they're going through just because we'll never know that. We'll never know how, how that feels. Well, the thing is, is... So, okay. So, I watched this whole live stream that happened in Jasper. And I don't know the guy's name. Um... He seemed very genuine to me. Uh, there was a, a protest that happened in Jasper, and there was um, an African American gentleman that was that was talking. I don't believe he had a shirt on. Um, 
and that's the only. And the reason I describe him as that, he didn't have a shirt, is because I don't know his name. So let's say if you ever can come across this live stream that this guy didn't have a shirt, but he was saying that people didn't feel comfortable coming to the Main Street area, you know. Yeah. A bunch of businesses closed down that day. Yeah. Early. Well, yeah, yeah. They were they were scared. And which, you know, that's a that's a different that goes back to the social media fact that people were lying straight up about what was gonna happen that day. Yeah. yeah. Plus, what happened in Birmingham two nights before? Yeah, I mean, we're, we're that fear. We're talking about people were acting like people from Atlanta were showing up and yeah. they were going to burn Jasper to the ground, which yeah. is a false, uh, a falsehood. Um, but it got me, um, got me thinking. Uh, he said that uh, black people don't feel welcome on Main Street, which I never really thought about. You know. And I would wholeheartedly want them to come to Main Street. Absolutely. Um, our uh, t- <laughs> Southern identity is mixed with uh, the black identity. There's no doubt about it. Our food comes from com- comes from our music. I mean, black people invented two of the best. Uh, they invented American music. I mean, yeah. and British music. Uh, by a whole and to think that they wouldn't be welcome when we definitely celebrate uh, their music especially at, at the breweries we we celebrate their music i mean people are playing the blues they're playing jazz influenced music country music is is a derivative of the blues um, and it breaks my heart wholeheartedly that they don't feel comfortable to want to come to downtown jasper and what, are there some ignorant uh, people? Absolutely, there are. There, there. I'm not going to lie and say no, no, no. We're a kumbaya, you know. Yeah. Everybody is, you know, waving. You know, <laughs> you know. There, yeah. there are some ignorant people, but guess what? They're in all fifty states, bro. They're in all fifty states. Um, and that's what they are. They're ignorant. They're ignorant people. And I would. I would say the majority, the vast majority of people that go to the breweries would defend you. Absolutely. Um, if anything like that was said, because I don't play that shit. I mean, if someone, you know, treated you in a way that was discriminatory, uh, I'm not going to stand for it. I don't like that shit. You know, I mean, it's just not something that. I had to grow up with the stupid shit, and I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want to deal with it now. Yeah, you know, I, I have a choice in the matter. I have a say, and I just want you to know, um, just based on what I heard on that live stream, that you're welcome as long as I'm around. You know, so yeah, that's once again, that's why I feel like our generation are the ones that are shaping Jasper these days, and I hope we continue to because. Everybody should be welcome. If you walk into Twisted Barley, you look different, you think different, you act different. We're not going to treat you different. That's the whole appeal about it. I yeah. mean, we have people from all over, like weirdos, psychedelics, hippies, <laughs> yeah. cowboys, uh, <clears throat> everyone. I promise you, your skin color is not going to make you any weirder than some of us in there. <laughs> look, there's some weirdos, bro. I'm telling you. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's that's it hurts me because like I said, people I love like 
I have a friend. We were born on the same day, and we've called each other twin since high school. We're not the same color, but we call each other twin. I love him. He is an outstanding human being. He actually works in the criminal justice system, and that's what I feel like people are blinded to these days is you they don't know how they really feel because they don't want to listen. They would rather rather just say all lives matter and all lives do matter, but you see all these memes comparing okay, all all these houses are in this neighborhood, this one's on fire, what are you gonna do? Ignore yeah. this one. Yeah. And that's what it's about. I get it. And you know, you say black lives matter and absolutely they do. People get but, real butt hurt. But, you but you're that. not you're not saying that only black lives no. matter. Which it's not the issue. Like like Drake said, I mean, your house is on fucking fire. Um my house isn't. Yeah. So why does the fire department need to come help me put my fire out if I don't have one? And I wanna help you out while your house is on fire. Do yeah. anything I can for you. Which um, by now you figured you know, 2020, we're supposed to be in our flying cars, and here we are worried about bro. It's race it, issues. It's weird we're talking about that because I literally watched uh, Back to the Future Part 2 last night. Yeah. And I was like, this is what 2020 was supposed to be like? Yeah. Bro, they're way off. <laughs> way yeah, off. Not even close. And no, we should not be talking about racism. It shouldn't, be a, it shouldn't be a, a topic of discussion. It shouldn't exist. If, if, people, uh, if people are not judged on their sexual preference anymore if they're not judged on how they dress anymore their skin color should be the first thing that doesn't matter anymore yeah it's it's amazing um like i said it's even a topic i mean depending on what thought of belief you are i mean uh you know Certain religious aspects don't believe that we all came from the same place but well they do i guess to a degree but yeah uh, if you look at biology, it looks like we all came from the same joint. You know, <laughs> like it's almost crazy. Uh, yeah. I, I, I don't get the whole uh, supremacy. No deal. I, I don't get it at all. It, I, it's something I never understood. You know, uh, I don't. I don't think anyone's better than anyone. Everyone has their own. In, in a general sense, everyone has their own shit to bring to the table. Uh, especially in the South, um, our whole culture is built behind um, different ethnicities. I mean, yeah. we eat the, f- we eat, you know, for a, a lack of a better term, we eat the food that the slaves ate. I yeah. mean, that's that's the prime primo shit. I mean, greens, <laughs> yeah, uh, chitlins. Uh, you know, we eat that. You know, so I, t- well, we we owe a big thanks to the people around here. You know, they, that's like I said, that's why we shouldn't even be talking about this at this day and age. But here we are. Yeah. And the one and to play devil's devil's advocate, and like I said, I'm gonna try to keep this positive, but to play devil's advocate, the one thing that has kind of irked me through the whole thing is. People get people just chanting, "Get out and vote." Okay, well, yeah. here's the thing: two, <laughs> both sides, both sides, uh, Democrats and Republicans, have had two-term presidents yeah. of each side to try to fix things. 
And have they fixed things? No. So you shouldn't blame it strictly on whoever's in office right now. I don't care if you like them or not. Saying get out and vote, I got news for you, folks. Getting out and vote right now, as long as there's just a strictly two-party system, is not going to do jack shit for you. Yeah, and I'm there with you. Um, it's funny. Um, I'm not a socialist. Um, but nowhere near it. I will say, if anybody that knows me knows that uh, I believe that in a gray area, everything's gray. Yeah. Um, but the Democratic Party. And the Republican Party have factions that aren't Democrat and they aren't Republican. Um, I would say when you really break it down that a lot of people aren't Democrat or Republican. I mean, I know several socialists. I know a few commies. uh, And I say commie. They're (laughs) they're good people, but that's just what they believe. Yeah. And, And I can't, you know, I can't fault anyone on that. You know, I'm... I'm sure I know a few fascists that, well, I probably know quite a bit uh, fascists that, you know, that that want a strict government that, you know, anyone steps out of line and we hear it all the time that they're like, well, just shoot them or, you know, turn, yeah. turn the desert in a glass, you know, and, no, <laughs> and that, which is utterly ridiculous. But, you know, um, I, I base, base that on ignorance. But the thing is, is the two-party system is a dead system. Um we have to have a multiple party system or it's not going to work. Uh, you know, someone who is down the middle of the road, maybe leans left, maybe let's let's just say they're they're a democrat, right? But they don't agree with socialist policies. I mean, or there's someone that's right uh, leaning, you know, just a tad bit conservative, you know. Um, but he doesn't agree with fascist policies. Okay, well you have these fascists or communists in both systems or socialists or whatever you want to call the different factions, um, he doesn't agree with. Why, why do we have to lump? Look, Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Okay, we know it. Donald Trump is not a Republican, and we know it. All right? Why do they have to pretend to be red or blue when they're violent or, you know, whatever they are? I mean, it's a ridiculous system. Uh, I feel like... It's r- utterly ridiculous. I honestly feel like Donald Trump and like I don't, I don't want to stress for who, for who you should vote for or anything. But I honestly, feel like Donald Trump still could have won the election if he would have ran in the middle, just because Absolutely. of because of his flamboyant personality. Because he's ridiculous. He's a businessman. America, I think, was just tired of everything. Yeah. Um, and this this will go into something that probably for a different podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But uh, America just needed something different, and I did not vote for Donald Trump. I also did not vote for Hillary Clinton, yeah. so that only really leaves one candidate left. So I'll let I'll, I'll let you know let y'all guys figure it out. Um, it was Gary Johnson, just in case uh, yeah. you're politically illiterate. Oh, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Which he wasn't going to win, I knew, but I couldn't yeah. consciously vote for either. Yeah, uh, exactly. I, I don't agree with Donald Trump, and I don't agree with Hillary Clinton um, uh, on a basis of uh, a whole lot of different shit, you know. I, d- I just can't do it. But, going back to where we were, you're telling me right now, out of everyone in America, we have, I don't know, a bu- uh, I'm not going to get into the millions of Americans that we have. But you're telling me right now 
that our two best candidates yeah. are a reality TV show <laughs> and a demented um, guy who's been in politics for 40 years. I, yeah. I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. I don't believe it. You, you can't tell me those are the two best Americans for the job. Um, because let me tell you, I man, just don't believe it. <laughs> I just, I, look, I, I like, here's where people are going to learn that I'm in the middle. I like Donald Trump's economic policies. I cannot stand him as a human being. No, um, for sure. I uh, love, <laughs> I love what he does for the, for the, uh, country, but at the same time, Joe Biden, okay, I need to go sit and have about 18 beers with my uncle. For Joe Biden to make sense. Because that's what Joe Biden seems like. He's like the drunken uncle. And low-key racist as hell. Well, yeah. Uh, I think both of them are uh, a touch a bit racist. I think... Look, we had, a, we had a good opportunity for some fresh candidates to get out there. And it just wasn't... It, it's not in an American scope. Yeah. Uh, we had... Um, and I'm not going to say who they are. I'll let you figure, them, figure it out if you ever want to talk to me about it. Uh, not on the podcast, because I don't want... Drake's podcast the saint like a <clears throat> like a stone but uh, if you ever see me out in uh jasper or if you ever want to hit me up i'm i'm sure you can find me on the facebook and i'll tell you um we had a we had a, a lot of different candidates that would have been tremendously better than what we have if it was not for the two-party system yeah um democrats had a, had a lot of good plugs um republicans had a lot of good plugs which, uh, you know, brings me to the fact of maybe we just don't need one person running the country. Uh, it's kind of a ridiculous thing to think one person can handle every aspect of the way the country runs, considering uh, we're bigger than, you know, we, we make Europe look like, you know, nothing. Yeah. I mean, half but, of our states are bigger than Europe, you know, you know, bigger than European countries. And so... The reason why I don't mind getting into politics with you is because you served our country. Well, I think everybody has a right to say how they feel. But the thing is, is I don't, I don't see uh, things in black and white. The socialists have a lot of good points. Um, the Republicans have a lot of good points, but different points, none the same. You can't say that. There isn't just two sides of a coin. We're not dealing with two sides of a coin here. Yeah. We're dealing with one of those Dungeons and Dragons, 20-sided piece die. You know, I mean, that's just, that's how it is. And there isn't just one right answer across the board. The socialists do have a have a good idea about health care. But maybe they, maybe I don't like the immigration policies. Yeah. Which I'm not saying I do. You know, I'm just giving an example here. But, um. Oh, no, I mean. We're not. We're by no means stressing no, our I don't, political I, values on anybody. No, this is never. this is us speaking middle ground for both sides because we uh, want positive light on everybody and let everybody know that the two party system is broken. Yeah, it's screwed. I, I, up. Honestly, one time I had a Christmas party that I invited uh, people from all over the political spectrum uh, to come in. Um, they didn't know it because I handpicked the. I used to have a pretty big Christmas party. And uh, I invited like people like that I knew definitely would not get along. Yeah, uh, just to have a good time. But see, for, for myself, 
And uh, <laughs> but see, the, even like zero arguments the whole night. And yeah. uh, I'm talking about like some far left and some far rights, you know, because uh, I just wanted to see how it would go. And uh, it's amazing what happens when you just hang out. You, you really kind of outgo the political differences. What, see, what bothers me about today's climate is I have friends that are on the left side, far left side. I have friends that are on the far right side that are on the right side. And when we get together, none of that matters. And that's what I want people to understand is we, especially in Jasper with the community that we're building, who you vote for should not mean a damn thing to how close you should be to another person because yeah we're still humans who we vote for on a ballot doesn't mean shit and how we feel about a certain topic while we're talking to somebody else doesn't mean shit because we should sit and listen to each other and i think that's where the two-party system has gotten so screwed up because depending on what news network you watch absolutely they tell you what you should think they tell you what you should believe the the fo- whatever photoshopped picture you want to share on Facebook, whether it's Democratic or Republican, that's dividing us all. And what we're trying to get across is, no matter how much differently you think and how much you hate each other's policies, that still should not affect you as a human being. Right. We all are deemed a certain amount of respect. Um, like I always say, I, I don't care what you are um in any aspect no um, if you're gay straight transgendered black white purple or a combination of any of it if you're a nice person and truly have what's best for other people at heart um i'm not gonna i'm not gonna treat you any different exactly uh, i like people um in general uh how how boring would life be if we were all uh <clears throat> all white and Republican. Wouldn't that be such a, a Debbie Downer? Well, see, here, here's what throws me off is, we, I did, it was not on the podcast, but I had a conversation with a friend, and we talked about how I could give two craps if you're gay. If you were, I could definitely give two craps if you're black. Like, that's how you are, that's how you're created. I'm going to love you for the way you speak to me the way you respect me because I'm going to respect you equally as much. And they're like, oh, well, you're just a liberal now. No. Okay. No. Okay. But if I said I didn't like them because of who they are, they're saying, oh, you're just a hardcore Republican. No, that's not here. This is the political climate that has interrupted our way of life because you think the way I act is based off my political beliefs. That's wrong. And, that's where it's so messed up because who knows, I could be this huge conservative and not think any differently of you, but why should that matter? Because of um, I'm a conservative or I'm a liberal. Why should that matter? It shouldn't. And it, that's what I feel like we're hitting on is no matter what you believe, what you think, what you look like, how you feel, we're all human beings at the end of the day in the community that we're trying to build here in Jasper is inclusive of everything. Yeah, yeah. I, personally, I love, there's nothing better than uh, 
sitting next to a straight up redneck dude and uh and then what you know who was a, the there was a gentleman in Jasper uh he recently passed away good friend of mine but probably the best dude in the world at yes. doing at integrating uh uh a group of people yeah um we dedicated a whole episode to it i loved uh i loved him yeah um we hung out a lot as as children and not so much as we gotten older but still loved him um maybe we just need more sitting down and hanging out you know I feel like our generation is the ones that can make a change. Well, absolutely. Every generation <clears throat> was supposed to be the one that made the change, yeah, but they, they decided the not to. And uh, I'm going to try. I mean, I just love people, man. Yeah. I just love hanging out with people. Like, I, you know, if you're a cool cat, I like hanging out with you. If if you're boring, you have nothing to say. Chainsaw, um, we're not going to like each other because we're both um, motormouths. <laughs> Well, you know, it just depends on the situation. Oh, hey, come on. Every time you and I have talked, it has gone on for hours. I mean, I can just, I've got something to say about everything, unfortunately. Well, that's the way it should be, is everybody should have their own opinion about everything that shouldn't be conformed to, what, Fox News or CNN or MSNBC, MSNBC, whatever. Whatever you watch, it shouldn't, that should not dictate what you believe. I haven't had TV, um, a cable news source. Or any kind of cable since 2011. And uh, I think I've been better for it because I don't have TV. Um, got YouTube, of course, but I'm generally, that's a music source for me. Who doesn't but, love the YouTubes? Yeah, you got to love the YouTubes. 64 um, sessions. Go subscribe. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> that's where you need to head. That's a plug. That's my <laughs> cousin as well, so you should definitely hit him up. Uh, but yeah, uh, I haven't had uh, TV, so I don't just sit there and just drain into it. I can't tell you the last time that I've seen a news program. Yeah. Um, I just read, and uh, the biggest thing is to talk to people. Uh, you should make yourself uncomfortable. Yeah. Make yourself uncomfortable. Uh, whether you know you lean left or right, go talk to other people and make yourself uncomfortable. Don't get mad, though. See, that's one thing you got to think about. Don't get mad. This isn't the internet. Alright? You can't just get mad and get pissed off and, you know, you know, you fascist, you commie, you can't you can't call people that in real be a life. Key, be okay. a keyboard warrior to somebody's face. Yeah, See you can't that do out. that. Okay. You can, but I mean, I don't know. How, look, look, there's a, there's some, uh, uh, there's both sides of the spectrum in Jasper and there's, they both have some big dudes, okay, yeah. that, uh, that I wouldn't, you know, say negative words to like that. But you have to, if you talk to people and generally just talk to people, and even if you know how their political beliefs are, maybe don't even talk about that. Just talk to them. And then all of a sudden, their political beliefs don't, don't mean a hill of shit. Exactly. I mean, because me and Drake, I mean, I, we don't align politically necessarily at all. But he's a cool guy. I like talking to him. There's a bunch of dudes in Jasper that I like talking to that aren't even on the spectrum of where I'm at. <laughs> But I like talking to them. Yeah. And that is the key. We need communication. And that is the biggest problem in America today. We have been, we have the ability to 
to talk to people across the world, but we cannot talk to the people that are directly in front of us. But with that being said, we want Jasper to be a hub of equality and friendship and a great community to where everybody feels welcome. But to stray away from politics, one of the first things Corey and I ever <laughs> sat down and talked about was music. Yep. And we both appreciate good music, whether it's country, metal, hip-hop, whatever it is, Wu-Tang Forever. But, Corey, uh, talk about some music that we should be listening to right now. <clears throat> well, it depends on uh, kind of what you like. Uh, we can go by genre, whatever you want to do. Uh, I listen to such a variety of music, I can't really... Uh, can't really write it down. If you if you were to um, go across my Spotify uh, yearly playlist, I think I had like two hundred and something thousand uh, minutes of music or something like yeah. that. Um, because I literally listen to music all day. Um, I like a band called King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, which is a mouthful. Previously mentioned on Fall City's episode. Oh, they're listening to him. Elijah, the bassist, he Sh- listens to him. Shout out to Fall City. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Fall City. Good guys. Good guys. Uh, Colton Tessner's uh, Beast on Drums. Hell yes. Um, I've said they're th- good guys. Th- that group and Smashley are some of the best collective group of musicians in Walker County. Look, Smashley, I love John Schnabel to death. Uh, I, I don't know why it is. It's so much easier to make friends with the drummers. Uh, <laughs> are you a drummer at heart? Did you wish you were a drummer? No, I played bass, oh. uh, which I don't anymore. Uh, so I've been asked several times to play bass for a, a few people around here. Um, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, uh, I just don't have time, and uh, honestly, I'd rather listen to someone else do it. Yeah. I, I don't have the to the drive to be creative. Uh, there, there are plenty of musicians around Walker County. Um, that can that can do all that. Um, I I remember one of the <laughs> one of the first musical conversations we had was uh about Tyler Childers. Yep, yep. And how he's given us from Appalachia a sound. Absolutely. Because um, Texas has had a sound. Yep. And Tennessee's had their sound. And I t- technically Tennessee is Appalachia, but Tyler Childers really gave us like us us coal mining kids well, and stuff. A the, sound. the Tennessee had a sound, but let's be honest, that sound died uh, pretty quick um, yeah. and got bought out by mainstream um, publications. Um, you know, RCA and all them. Let's be honest, they they run the music yeah. industry anyways, but they decide. Look, and we'll just use country as an example. Um, I often talk. <laughs> Talk to people about country music um, all from all over the place. And, you know, what's played on the radio is not country. Uh, not at all. It isn't. Um, is it music? Yeah, it's not country music. Is it bad music? Some of it? No, but you, you, look, don't slap me in the face and tell me it's something when it's not, okay? There's a certain sound to country. Just like there's a certain sound to hip-hop. Okay? You know... Rap and hip hop when you hear it, all right. Why are these people? Why are these people integrating music together? Yeah. That and and calling it one genre when it's not. 
Okay. That's like saying, um, Chiodos is emo. If you don't know who Chiodos are, uh, you need to go listen to them. First album, All's Well That Ends Well. Yes. Uh, you need to go listen to that. Senior That's not saying they're school. emo, okay? That's not emo music. The Cure is emo. Right. Yellow Card is emo. <sighs> Yellow Card. Jesus Christ. Come on, bro. That's where I... Not a fan. Not a fan. I was, I was a fan. Can't do it. Um, <laughs> and it's not that I hate Yellow Card. It's just something that you ever feel any like something's just manufactured. Yeah. Like, okay. So, and this goes back to the whole country uh, debate. Look, Luke Bryan, he might be a country guy. Okay. He, and in in his lifestyle, probably not now because he's probably a, a millionaire. Yeah. Might be a very country kind of guy. Might be a cool dude to hang out with. And I'm not insulting him as a person. And I'm not insulting his music. Because he doesn't market his music. He doesn't do that. No. Alright? He, and based on the interviews that I've seen, never met him in person. Seems like a nice guy. Stand-up guy. I do not like his music. Mm. I do not. His first couple of albums, they were like, they were. Decently close to country. Uh, the stuff I listened to, like in when I first started listening to country music, because I was always a hip hop and metalhead. Yeah, so, yeah, me too. When uh, when I started listening to country music, because Britney did, <laughs> uh, like I've told this story before, I listened to what was on the radio. So my perception got misconstrued as to what country music really is. Yeah, I grew up listening to Alan and. Travis Tritt in Alabama in the truck with my dad. But deep, like the first album I ever bought was the Chronic album. Dr. Dre. Like that's mm. the first album I ever bought with my own money. And, uh. So that, you remember that being the first album that you bought? Yeah. That's crazy. I remember it plain as day. The first album, and I. Because I, had the, I still had the CD until like a few years ago when I bought the, the car I had. It didn't have a CD player. So it's like lost on my CDs randomly. But I, I, I had that CD from like the time I was like nine years old because that was the first time I mowed a yard and had my money and I was like, I'm going to buy a CD. Say I fell <laughs> off and my last album was The Chronic. Now, okay, so for like those who don't how, know, that's uh, that's uh, Dr. Dre and an Eminem song. I just can't remember. I'm trying to place at what point in life that I'm at. <laughs> if you've ever seen the meme with the lady that's uh, that, that weird looking lady looks like she's an elf in Lord of the Rings with the mathematical equations behind her. That's <laughs> me right now. I'm trying to figure out what year that came out. Because I'm not going to use my phone. because We're not going to fact check. No. But anyways, if you want to fact check me, yeah. SMD, if you know what that means. <laughs> but that was I remember that's the first album I ever bought. I was into Dre, Eminem, Wu-Tang, Tupac. I'm not a biggie guy. I'm a Tupac guy. Uh, my, I like both. My friends and I have this forever ongoing debate as to who's better. It's been Between going the two, like ten years, yeah. There's, there's not. That's uh, two look, of us are different for, people. Exactly, different, it's different, different, it's different sounds. Look, Biggie Smalls. Look, yeah, they were intertwined, talking back and forth to each other. He doesn't sound anything like Tupac. Tupac, damn sure, don't sound anything like Biggie. No. All right, two different people. That's like saying, you know, uh, Metallica and. Um, Rage Against the Machine are the same thing. That's exactly can't what I was the two. about to say. Can't yeah. compare the two. Not not anywhere near each other. 
Tupac just has a way of it. The, the, the things that he's saying are different. Are different. So I appreciate Biggie, Biggie Smalls has this flow that just is just like, you you feel it and you're just like, I don't know, man. I like it. Music's one of those things that you have an emotion that you can't describe. Yeah. And I mean, I've been listening to, you know, I think it wasn't mystical. It was. <laughs> Who was? I, I hope mystical's not the first rapper you no, ever listened no, to. No, no, the first. I can't really tell. Maybe Easy E was the first rapper that I remember because my mother used to play Automobile, uh, which is an Easy E song yeah. when I was a kid. And if you know Automobile, it just doesn't sound like a rap song, <laughs> but it's Easy E basically. Somebody's playing the piano. Yeah. And Dr. Dre's like, hey, you know, E, come over here. And it's like, you know, it, it's pretty vulgar. I don't know why my parents let me. <laughs> I didn't have any kind of restrictions growing up on anything as far as art. Um, yeah, my par- The only time I got in trouble for music was uh, I bought a Kid Rock album. It was this American Badass album. And I bought the explicit version. And I made the mistake of playing it in the car with my mother. Oh, well, yeah. my mom... Popped the CD player open, my yellow Walkman that I used to be so proud of. She popped that open and threw the CD out the window going down Empire Road. I was so butthurt because I was like, I don't I don't understand what he's saying because I was yeah, so young, yeah. but I like the music. My mother brought me the Afro Man, uh, if you remember the one with uh, Colt 45 and all that. Yeah. On it. it was on cassette. Oh, man. So that was the first... That was probably the first uh, album, I guess, that I've I purchased that I didn't purchase, but that was given to me. Yeah. But I think the first album that I personally bought, and I'm gonna say it was Incubus, A Crowlet of the Murder. Oh, that's a good album. Or it was White Stripes, uh, Elephant. I want to say it was the first album I bought um, with my own money. See, Megalomaniac. Yeah. Was the first Incubus song that I like legitimately appreciated the lyrics for. I skipped that. No way. Talk dude. shows on mute uh, <laughs> on that album for some reason. Which, if you if you know me, uh, any sense of me, I'm a bit of a sad boy, I guess. Sometimes, yeah. so and, uh, I went through an emo phase, sad, a sad phase. I don't think I ever left it. I mean, you know, <laughs> I still listen to. It. I mean, they're still on my playlist. I like. I'm more of a nostalgia guy. Like yeah. I still, like I said, I listen to AT Aliens Outcast album a lot. So you got a favorite rapper, huh? Yeah. Who is it? My favorite rapper of all time. Yeah. Tupac. That's it. Yeah. Now, if you want to go lyricist and who speaks to me as a human being, NF. Yeah. Because NF, I started listening to NF like two years ago, and it was shortly after my mom died. Yeah. And the things he was talking about. The mental health and everything spoke to me. And then he came out with an album last year in 2019 called The Search. And I've never listened to an album from top to bottom to where I was like, I relate with every single word he says. Yeah. Because I went through a deep depression last year. Not many people know about it because I I hide my emotions well. And when I listened to that album and vibed to every single song, I was like, the game's changed. NF is NF is my favorite current rapper living. Living. I'll say living. Right, right. <clears throat> you know, all time Tupac because 
he hit on so many like social justice issues, and his his lyrics were solid to me. Even though they, I, I, I should not have listened to him at the age I was when I started listening to Tupac. Yeah, but it all clicked, and then metal came into play just because that like that let out the emotion. They walked hand in hand to me. Yeah, it never never left. Even when I was you know dressing for lack of a better term. No, no, there is a better term. I'm not going to say it. Uh, very glam. Like, I, I was wearing, you know, basically women's clothing. <laughs> um, I never, never lost my love of hip-hop music or, or of country music. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're, I, I, honestly, I don't know how you can like deep, heartfelt, emotional music and not like country music. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't. That's why Especially like, if you're around here. Now, I can see if you're from New York City, you know, you grew up on the Strokes, uh, you know, and then you, you somehow fell into um, some kind of more emotional music. Um, I, I can see you not caring for country, but especially for uh, for someone around here that I definitely know you grew up listening to country music, to say you hate all forms of it, um, I, don't, I don't get it. Yeah. But... You're probably listening to some Conway in your car, crying. Because... I haven't listened to Kanye Twitty in a minute. I'll tell you that right now. It's been a hot minute. I don't, you know. I, the way I feel is, when I started listening to country music, I, I came I love Whiskey Myers. Yep. Everybody, know everybody knows I love Whiskey Myers. They are, they are my favorite that, that's fan. A, that's a hot debate uh, between me because a lot of people get pissed off at me from around here because I don't care for them too much. Yeah. You know? I mean, I like a few songs, but I'm not as passionate like Eric Gillespie and... Well, sorry to name drop. Oh, you name uh, drop Eric. Eric listens. He, um, Eric's my boo-boo. You know, uh, a couple of our other boys, uh, I, they they got mad at me. Not really, you know. It's not like we're breaking up or nothing. But uh, they, they're like, "How do you not like them?" And I said, "I'm a turn uh, turnpike troubadour kind of guy." See, I love I love turnpike, and I remember uh, Whiskey Myers' album, the newest album came out, and Eric was like, "I don't really like it." And I was like, "Oh, yeah, I loved it." And me and him sat there for an hour. Yeah, that's what he was saying. Dissecting that's what he was telling me. He, he was like, I think Drake's mad at me about it or something. And I'm like, I don't know, man. No. That's just a band, dude. If he gets mad at you for that, then no. you've got some underlying issues. It was the, the reason I loved the newest album from Whiskey Myers so much was because it was their sound. Like, it was how they wanted it to sound. Yeah. That's why I was proud of them as a band. Is like, there's one album where I don't skip a song on. And I do that with every artist, like Cody Jinks. Uh, I don't skip an out a song on the Adobe Sessions. Now, on his every other album, there's two or three songs I'll skip. With Whiskey Myers, leading up to their self-titled, self-titled, self-produced album, there's a few songs I'd skip. I did not skip a song on this single album. That's why I loved it so much, because I was like, this is, I've seen them live ten plus times. Every time they come to Birmingham. I've seen them once. <laughs> I've seen them every time they've come around. I've even drove to Texas to watch them live, and hearing the 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 album be the exact way they wanted it, to where there was no controversy between them and a producer. Like this is this is why I love it. I'm proud of it, and everybody that listens to the show knows I'm a huge Whiskey Myers fan. But that's what I love about each album. Each artist is you have this one album that speaks to you as a human. And makes the most sense to you. You don't skip a song because it speaks to you. And there's artists where 
they're flat out trash. No, no song. Yeah, I'm an I'm an emotional music listener. I want music to speak to me or to at least be relatable. And there's some songs I like. I'm not gonna be in a trap house selling cocaine, but I like the song because of the way it makes me feel. It evokes that emotion. Like, yeah, going out with the boys. Let's listen to this before we before we pound some beers and gets me in a mood. I don't want to be crying listening to. Alan Jackson or Alabama. Uh, I'll tell you what, right right now, uh, I can go on a playlist. When I say I'm going out, that playlist is uh, is is a wild ride. Um, it can go from the Scissor Sisters, if you know who they are, um, to Kendrick Lamar, to Lamb of God, um, The Strokes. Uh, I just have an emotional connection to all that. Like. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's some, there's some, you know, neon moon when you're coming home from the bar. It doesn't get better now. Oh, bro, that's. I've been married for almost ten <laughs> years now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I emotionally I do not connect with neon moon, <laughs> but it's a good song. It's a, uh, <clears throat> it's a jam. Yeah. Um, you know, you've God. I kind of just trying to tell my, uh, in case my mother-in-law listens to it because <laughs> I'm sure she will. Yeah. Probably not going to be happy with my well further uh, <laughs> further language, but usually when I get over it. when I leave a night out, first thing I'm thinking about is Taco Bell or whatever. I don't eat like a lot of fast food, so Taco Bell and Chick Fil A is kind of it for me. I'm such a family man. Like yeah. if I wake up with a hangover or something like that, like after you know hanging out in Jasper, um, I feel like a big piece of shit. <laughs> um, I had a a, a, a friend, uh, a, a recent acquaintance probably going to become a good friend that came over um a weekend or so ago and uh i was extremely hungover my wife actually uh got her well i'm not a medically minded person so let's just say she got a lot of good news that she doesn't have another brain tumor so um and she's not a drinker yeah and i bought her a bottle of french champagne like i paid good money for this thing and she had three sips of it and like i said she's not a drinker <laughs> yeah and uh opened a bottle. It was like a $65 bottle of champagne. And I was like, well, I opened it. And she's like, I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to drink it. We're 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 good. I have my sips. I have to breast, <laughs> I have to breastfeed your son. Yeah. And I was Congratulations, like, Congratulations by the way. You recently had yeah. Corey recently had their in Chelsea recently had their second child. Yeah. So that's yeah. awesome. Uh which is crazy our kids uh we named them all after uh, <clears throat> uh, one after Teddy Roosevelt, one after Eleanor Roosevelt, and uh, our son's name is Theodore Atlas, and our uh, daughter's name is Audie Eleanor, which is after the war hero Audie Murphy, which is a boy's name actually. Uh, so if uh, that shows you how much I care about gender norms, <laughs> yeah, uh, I named my daughter a man's name. Um, little Miss Audie is precious. She's a fireball. Gem. She's a little gem. Um, she listens to Ozzy Osbourne, and uh, she doesn't want to hear anything else. So That's awesome. I, I just let her go. But <clears throat> back to uh, my favorite rapper, Drake. Yeah, after you tried to drag me off of it, Kendrick <laughs> Lamar, straight up, he, out the gate. Of of this generation, Kendrick is the best of all time. Well, to me, yeah, to so me, you, that's your opinion. And I'm going to tell you, but no, do I like Tupac and Biggie? Absolutely. But 
Um, if I have to go about Tupac and Biggie's area uh, of operation, I'm gonna say that Del the Funky Homo Sapien <laughs> is my favorite rapper of that period. He has a smooth, like a Biggie almost kind of flow, but the stuff he talks about is like a Tupac. You yeah. know, like like a so, uh, social uh, conscious rap. But his flow is just phenomenal. And for those who don't know, his cousin is Ice Cube. Which is... Touching people up with some of their hip-hop family lines. I love uh, rap music. Uh, I don't know. I'll, I've always loved it. I kind of caught some flack uh, a while back. We were at some of our mutual friends' house. And Eric was there. Christian was there. Uh, and two of our other friends, uh, Joe and Austin, they were giving me shit because I didn't put Eminem in my top five. He's not in my top five either. Of lyricists, of hip hop lyricists. Yeah, they're like, how is Eminem not in your top five? He's I was not like, my top well, five because five. first off, I've listened to hip hop all my life, and he's kind of, there's he, so many more artists I appreciate. He's a good lyricist. He's in top ten. He's fast. He's no top, top ten for sure. Not, not top, top five. five. No. no, they're like, well, name them. So I said, okay. Well, here you go. Tupac, Biggie, KRS-One, Kanye, Kendrick. You've lost No, no, here you go. Listen, I keep going. I said a Kendrick, KRS-One, and then Tlaib Quayle. This is an unofficial top five for me right now. You got Biggie, you got Tupac, you got Kendrick Lamar, um, Killer Mike, and Andre 3000. You can put those in any top five. I put Andre 3000 before Eminem. Andre 3000, uh, his lyrics are tight. He's got a sick flow. Massively underrated by anybody outside the hip-hop community. Yeah. Uh, look, guys. Uh, hey Ya is not the end-all, no. be-all <laughs> no. of rap, okay? That's, that's, it's, first... it's, it, uh, that's not even a rap. That song is not rap. But listen to... Um... Listen to AT Aliens. <sighs> listen to... Uh... Listen, to his fe- listen to his features on Drake's album. I, anyways, I don't know the name of the song because yeah. uh, it's um, it's a it's a crazy name. Yeah. Uh, I mean, him and UGK had a song together. Yeah. That was I don't think on any album. Eminem was angry, and he represented white people at the time. Uh, I just don't identify with Eminem. Um, I, do no. I like a few of his songs? Yeah, but I haven't liked anything. He hasn't made anything. Relevant. I love like my 2005. Par- I loved my parents growing up. So 2006. It's like I was never mad at yeah, them. Yeah, it's like, well, what do I got to worry about? Yeah. Um, I didn't agree with my parents, but I wasn't like an Eminem. I, I liked his music, you know. I, I liked his funny shit, yeah. if you know what I mean. But um, Andre right. 3000 and Killer Mike. Uh, Killer Mike's dope. Uh, are probably my, and, and definitely in my top top five hard locked. Kendrick Lamar is definitely in my top five hard lock. See, every, Actually, anybody I mentioned in my top five, they're hard lock top five. See, every Kanye album up until Kanye, Kanye West is does not... Um, he doesn't click with you? I don't know. I love him. Oh, you love Kanye. Okay, good. But, but I don't consider him just a rapper. He's a good producer. He's a great Look, right producer. Right now, okay, so, you know, he came out with that uh, last gospel album. You can, whatever you want to say it. Yeah. But people are like, he fell off. And I said, damn, that's crazy, because no one has talked about a, a group he is in um, with Kid Cudi called uh, Kid See Ghost. Yeah. No one talks about that project. Literally, like it was like a year and a half 
before that gospel album. Uh, and it's phenomenal. I mean, you got Pusha T on it. Pusha T. Uh, I mean, it's legit crazy. Good album. And no one talks about it. No one. Wasn't played on anything. So when I talk about metal, people are like, oh, so you like Slipknot, Metallica? I appreciate some Slipknot. And That's some, hard rock. Some Metallica. Yeah, it's not metal. I was like, metal I'm talking about is like Maylene. Maylene is Southern metal. Yeah. That, that's, so, and here, here's the crazy thing about Whiskey Myers is when I was listening to Maylene, I was like, I like the sound. Like, there's times I wish I had something a little softer. Well, that's when Whiskey Myers came in. Yeah. Everybody thinks Whiskey Myers is a country band. They're actually just Southern rock. They fit into that motif. No, they, they definitely are. They're, they're not just a traditional country band. They don't, they don't. They don't sound, uh, and I will give them credit to that. They they don't have a stereotypical um, ring, ding, 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 yeah. ding, And if you notice, they're kind of sound, you know. They don't put albums out like one year, one year, one year. Like there, there's a significant amount of time in between their albums because they want it to be good. Yeah. And that's what I appreciate the most about them. Well, that's why I like Tower Childers. Uh, yeah. Um, you know. Circling back to where we started. That's where uh, we connected. <laughs> Tower Childers is legitimately the voice of Appalachia. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was Sergio Simpson. Uh, I love Sergio Simpson. I think he's an amazing artist. And I, I, I don't know where he's at, you know, mentally. Because uh, I just watched a live stream of him and he played nothing but bluegrass. Sturgill has done a lot of hard, hard drugs. So I don't think Sturgill knows where he's at mentally. Um Sergio Simpson is definitely in my top five country music artists, though. Really? Of recent country artists, yeah. Of recent? Yeah. yeah. No, of all time, I mean, we, we get a lot of contenders. Um, you get too many. It yeah. gets, it's overcrowded, yeah. kind of like the hip-hop scene. It's, yeah, extremely overcrowded. Metal, metal, you have those few stand. You have the standouts of longevity and quality of sound. But with country and hip-hop... You you definitely have that wide array of who to choose from. Well, Tower Childers has three albums that you can definitely listen to, um, top to from top to bottom. There aren't any bad songs, and uh, each each story is different. I mean, he has love songs, and he has like uh, songs about you know economic growing disparity. Growing up in a Christian um, home, yeah. Like, oh yeah, like Jesus. He talks about okay, okay. If you if you're not familiar with Tower Childers. Um, and you're from the outside looking in, go listen to his live stuff. Yeah. Um, skip the albums. Skip the albums. Shake the Frost is Yeah, dope. Shake the Frost is awesome. Um, Universal Ute- Sound Acoustic is awesome. I mean... Follow you to Fergie. Follow you... Look, Nose I can, on the Grindstone. Uh, probably my least favorite song. No freaking way. Uh, That's my favorite. Follow you... Uh, Nose, on, uh, Nose on the Grindstone and um, uh, White House Road. Um, not big white house my right two now. bottom songs of his see i like those on the grindstone because i grew up in empire well and no i get like okay yeah. and i want to clarify this notes on the grindstone is only my least favorite because it was the first song i heard by him and i listened to it probably 20 30 times straight in a row because it was such a good song yeah you um, wore it out but everything he's talking about in that song is exactly uh is an authentic appalachian experience yeah that's what I was going to say. I grew, up, I grew up in Empire. I had a lot of friends whose parents, coal miners, yep. or they were tied to coal miners. You you saw that. You saw that oxy, 
oxy oxy painkiller life, the the Norco, yep. the Lortab pain life. I mean, we're looking at an area around here that sold nine million pills yeah. out of one pharmacy. Yeah, that's nine million pills. We don't have nine, you know, nine million people. No, what Jasper has ten thousand people. Yeah, uh, the surrounding county yeah. in general probably. Let's say twenty. Yeah. So twenty thousand, you know, nine million divided by twenty thousand. But that's why that's why oxycotton no, yeah. pills. That's why nose on grind don't hit for me because I was like, this is, this is my life. This Absolutely. is my surroundings, and uh. But music is music is life for us. Yeah, definitely for me. I mean, um, I'm not mad at whatever pops up on my shuffle. No, God, no. I mean, I've got, if I hit the shuffle, it's going to be, it's unfortunate for anyone who rides in my car. Yeah. Um, Because you're going to hear Tower Childers. You're going to hear Gorgoroth, which is a black, satanic black metal band. (laughs) Um, Maybe a little bit of uh, Eddie Money. Yeah. You know, you just just a bunch of different stuff. Like Now I get in these moods where I'm like, I don't want to listen to country, I want to listen to hip hop. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want no, to listen to hip hop metal. Uh tried- in the morning I've got a like a morning playlist. So it's like Cold by Tower Childers and then it's uh we're gonna uh, uh Alright by Kendrick Lamar and then um there's a song called One Night in Bangkok, uh that I I really like from the eighties. Yeah. Uh they don't play it on the radio, but um, it's by a dude called Murray Head. And if you want to know what cocaine is like, <laughs> just watch that, <laughs> listen to that song, and watch that video yeah. because uh, it definitely was under the influence when he when he came up with this idea. Really? It is wild. So, with that being said, music connects us. Oh, absolutely, it connects yeah. you and me for sure because. That was kind of the first thing we ever talked about, but uh, along with beer. And along with everybody else, music is a huge connection. And we want everybody to love each other. Mm-hmm. That's the community we're trying to build here in Walker County. We want everybody to love each other, regardless of political, musical, uh, whatever. And however you're different from somebody else, we want that to not matter. We want us all to be friends, be f- like a family, I guess. Because we're, I feel like we're the changing of the guard here in Jasper to where it's it's not, you're this color, I don't like you, you're, you think this way, I don't mm-hmm. like you, you listen to this music, you must be a freak. If not us, then who? Exactly. Um, we are our brother's keeper. I think, and I think we're, I think we're well on track to accomplish that. But, uh, Corey, I want to thank you for coming on, bro. Yeah, yeah. Uh. We've had a good talk. I know it's ran long. For those of you listen, still listening to this point, shout out to you. <laughs> but we're going to jump into the last shots with yep. Corey Pounders. We're going to bring this to a close. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, here we go. Last shots with Corey Pounders. Favorite hip-hop artist of all time? Kendrick Lamar. Favorite restaurant in Walker County? Black Rock. Best fishing spot in Walker County? I'm not going to tell you. My boy. Favorite bourbon? On the daily, it's going to be a bullet with a mixer, and then probably uh, Buffalo Trace on regular. Favorite local beer? Uh, Vanilla Joe. What's the one thing you would do to change the motif of Walker County? Have an all-exclusive music club with uh, exactly what I spoke about earlier in the episode. (laughs) All right. 
And that is it. That is the last shots with Corey Pounders. Corey, once again, I want to thank you for coming on, bro. We've had a good, productive talk. Uh, hopefully this speaks to different people on multiple levels. Yeah, I hope so. Um, if anybody wants to hit me up, uh, has any questions or anything, hit me up on social media. Yeah, where they can, where can they find uh, Michael Corey Pounders on Facebook. I don't do anything else because um, I've got a real life to live. Uh, social media. If you want to hit me up, um, you can hit me up to there. Um, or if not, you can come to Jasper and find me. Um, you'll hear me talking. I'm sure they can set up a beer date at Twisted yeah. Parlor or Tallulah. Yep, that's absolutely right. All right, you guys, this has been Pass the Jar with Corey Pounders. As always, talk to somebody different than you, open a jar, pass it around, take care of each other, love each other, and more importantly, stay safe, and we will see you next time. Adios.